You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you on this Wednesday morning. And PJ, let's pick up the conversation on Lamar Jackson while we wait for our guest. And we can do that hockey. I can't wait for that, by the way, with the trade deadline approaching March 3rd. Ooh, do we have Andrew? What's up, Andrew? Can you hear us? I can, yes. I thought I got you guys. <laughs> All right, Andrew McInnes of Wager Talk and co-host of Puck Time on Wager Talk TV joins us right here on BetQL Daily. And Andrew, for those who don't follow the sport closely, the trade deadline is a vibe, right? And we've already seen a few players, Dell, a few key players, um, Bo Horvat, Ryan O'Reilly, Tarasenko. What are you expecting as we get closer to that March 3rd trade deadline? Well, one thing I can certainly say is that uh, these teams in the NHL these days are are waiting a lot. You know, they're they're not waiting as long as they used to, right? You're seeing the big splashes. There's a good quality chance that those three trades we've seen already will be the three biggest trades we see of mm. this trade deadline. They don't want to wait till the last minute. They don't want to wait until the you know the ticking hours of the trade deadline to try and grab that guy. And now you're starting to see some defensemen, some depth players, but. The superstar players are really starting to go away. The couple of names I'm thinking about right now are Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson, two guys, of course, found in the San Jose Sharks. And, of course, Patrick Kane is out there, but he's being very particular with which team he wants to go to. Apparently, he wanted to go to either New York or Toronto, but both those teams already kind of made their selections and made their picks. So um, I think in hockey, people always forget about the depth positions, like the third and fourth lines or defensemen and stuff like that. Those are really the key pieces you will see cup contending teams try and go at and get uh, for the trade deadline. Andrew, the Bruins have really been the best team all year in hockey. It looks like they're going to win the President's Cup. We know what that means come playoff time. Usually not good for the team that wins it. Do you think, though, that the Bruins can kind of break that trend? Do you think they're a team that the way they're built this season that they could get all the way uh, and win the cup? Well, my favorite thing about the Boston Bruins this year, and I've been saying this quite a bit, is that, guys, they haven't been blowing every team out of the water. They haven't been winning every game 5-1. But to me, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. You want to go into the playoffs, go into the postseason, battle-tested. Uh, and I think that that's really going to help this Boston Bruins team. I don't want to make too wild of a comparison, but I feel like this is kind of a last dance type of feel to it, you know? Um, obviously they don't have all the championships that, uh, Michael Jordan team had, but you know, they've got a lot of older players, a lot of players that have been together for a while. And chances are after this year, those players will not all be playing together again. I feel like they can definitely do it. And obviously the odds makers are telling us they are the big favorites, but that East is very competitive. You know, if you stack up the yeah. East compared to the West, I would give it like a minus 150 or 60 for an Eastern conference team to win the cup versus a West. That's how much more confident I am in the East. So that's my only concern really is that 
Boston does have to go through goalies like Shesterkin and Vasilevsky, and that can be a real big problem. Yeah, you look at the Eastern Conference and the odds to win the East, and there's about six teams just bunched together, pretty close odds. Besides the Bruins, where would you look for some value in the East? Well, I, I take a look at a team like the Carolina Hurricanes. I think there's lots of value on them. But realistically, this year, they've almost been really up there in the, with the odds. So I guess they'd almost be big favorites as well. Even though the New York Rangers just made that trade, I still thought there was quite a bit of value on them. At this point, you bring in a player like Vladimir Tarasenko, and what it really does in my eyes is it opens up avenues and opportunities for other players uh, like, you know, second line guys, third line guys. And it really takes a lot of pressure off players. And we've already seen that, you know, sometimes when a new player comes to a team, it's not just advantageous for the, the guys playing with him or for that particular player. It's great for the guys that are playing on other lines. It almost feels like a weight off their shoulders that they've brought in another goal scorer. And you've got, of course, a world-class goaltender with Igor Shesterkin, a great defensive core. And sometimes you have to lose a few years in a row early on in the playoffs to get over that hump. We saw it with Tampa Bay. We've seen it with Avalanche. We saw it with all kinds of teams. So I think New York presents the best value, but Carolina to me seems to be a very well-rounded team. So I'd probably look towards them. And as far as the wild card situation goes, look, guys, if the Islanders squeak in, they play that playoff mentality type of hockey. I wouldn't be surprised if they made some noise as well. Yeah, Rangers right now, plus 750 to come out of the East on BetMGM. Andrew, I was just getting ready to ask you about the East wild card because we got six teams right now that are separated by just five points. The Caps and Penguins, it seems like for the last decade plus, have always been in the playoffs in the <laughs> East. But they are on the outside looking in right now. Pittsburgh is one point out of the two wild card spots. Washington is two points outside of those two spots. Do you think the Islanders and Panthers will be the two teams that get those final two spots, or do you see somebody else sneaking in? I think I see things staying the way they are right now, but I will say that I'm not really the biggest believer in this Florida Panthers team. I don't think much has changed from them as far as this year to what we saw in the past two years. They're a team that seems like they have to score four or five goals to win a hockey game. Unfortunately to me, that is not the key to success these days. Obviously, it's a high-scoring league. I understand that. You had to put up numbers, but their defense is far too sloppy. Their goaltending has been very inconsistent. They take way too many penalties. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I think that this might be one of the only years in the Eastern Conference where I see a massive, and I mean huge, drop-off from the top six teams to the rest of the bunch. Uh, I really don't see an upset, but I'm curious to see what the odds will be come playoff time. Um, but I think the way it sits right now, those will probably be the playoff teams. It's really surprising for what Pittsburgh is holding right now. I mean, because they're, they have a lot of games in hand, a few games in hand. They've been playing subpar hockey at best, but yet they're still right there in the chase. So if they even start improving their, their hockey a little bit, they could get in that, that uh, wild card spot. But as of right now, I think those two teams in there are the teams that are going to be making it. What about in the Central Division? you got the Stars and the Avs pretty tight there. Uh, Stars plus 110, Avalanche plus 175 to win the division. Who do you think will win the division? Central Division is a competitive one here in the NHL. It's one that it almost seems like nobody wants to win it because whenever somebody grabs first place, they just give it up. Uh, look, 
to me, the Dallas Stars, they're in first place here in the division right now, like talked about, but I think they'll stay there. You know, look, I'd love to see a Canadian team do well here, being north of the border, but I just don't believe in this Winnipeg Jets team. They're far too inconsistent. I don't think they have enough goal scorers. They rely way too heavily, guys, on three or four players. And anybody that knows me and how I bet on hockey knows that I think you need to have a very well-rounded core. And the Dallas Stars certainly have that. They have a great goaltender that's proven himself in the playoffs. And honestly, the same thing I said about another team there uh, with the Rangers, this Dallas Stars team has been through the, the battle in the playoffs for many, many years, and I feel like they'll take that next hump. But uh, I'll tell you what, where the Avalanche sit right now in their spot, they've dealt with injuries all season long. They kind of give me that vibe of when the, the Tampa Bay Lightning won their second Stanley Cup. I feel like that's kind of the feeling with them right now is that they don't really care where they finish in the standings. Anybody that faces them in round one is going to be in for a tough matchup. So um, I think there's value on Colorado, actually, um, to come out of the West right now at their current number. But as far as to win that division, I'll stick with the team in first place right now with the Dallas Stars. Andrew, what about the Seattle Kraken? It's just their second year since uh, the expansion. They're third right now in the Pacific. They're having a really nice season. I'm rooting for them because I just think it'd be so cool to see playoff hockey in Seattle with the way that that city and fan base is with the Seahawks and the Mariners when they're good. So what can you tell us about the Kraken? Do you think this is just kind of a flash in the pan, or do you think they're going to be they're a legit team and could be tough to deal with in the postseason? Guys, I'm not a huge analytics type of guy. I like to rely on kind of me knowing the game and the travel spots and all that good stuff. But one thing I can say I learned about the Seattle Kraken team in the first part of the NHL season, their shooting percentage was much higher than what the average is. And you even after the All-Star break saw that start to level out a bit, meaning that they score on a lot fewer shots than most teams do. A lot of times when you see that stuff happen, it really starts to average out and they kind of fly back to reality. And I think we've started to see that a little bit already with the Seattle team. They, they, win, they win when they're supposed to, but I don't really see them as a team that can upset. They don't really win the big games. They win the games that they're expected to when they're favorites and stuff like that. But uh, this is a team that I think is impressing a lot of people. I think that they're doing it the right way. They're building their team the right way. I'm not really a fan of how the Vegas Golden Knights have done it since they really became a franchise, but nobody can really say that, I guess, because they went to the Stanley Cup their first year. So they almost feel like the Vegas Golden Knights have a hall pass for the next few years. <laughs> but I feel like they've made far too many trades and they've kind of been messing around too much, whereas Seattle is building their franchise the right way, doing it properly, starting with the draft and building from the goalie and defensemen. But Guys, I don't expect this uh, Seattle Kraken team to actually be a buy team moving forward. They're actually a sell team for me moving on in the rest of the season. As someone who went to Seattle Thunderbirds games before the Kraken arrived and grew up in <laughs> Seattle, I'd love to see them do well. Uh, I, I'm just curious overall your betting style, Andrew. Are you a props guy? Are you sides? What, what, what do you like to bet on? I definitely love props. Who doesn't right now uh, these days that bets on sports? You have to get involved with the props and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, I mean, without there being road trips and homestands, I think handicapping for all of us would be completely different. You know, if everything was played on neutral ice, then my handicapping styles would be a little bit different. But I focus a lot on strength of schedule, weakness of schedule, recent form. 
um, and road trip stuff. I mean, a lot of my handicapping, both totals and sides, is based on, you know, the East Coast teams playing out West or West Coast teams traveling East. And a lot of these, you know, cliche handicapping terms that you hear with the letdown and flat spot and sandwich spot, those can be applicable to the NHL. But, you know, for example, if I have a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs that have played two or three tough games in a row against quality opponents, they go ahead and play a team like the Chicago Blackhawks. Nobody can really explain it to anybody, but then they always seems to play down to their competition. Stuff like that. For me, you know, end of road trips, when a team has had a successful road trip, near the end of that road trip, I usually play overs. I expect sloppy defense. I expect goal scoring from the other team. Stuff like that, guys, being really aware of where teams are in their current situation. Um, And also just looking for good spots to bet on teams off a loss. I think it's really important. Many people are scared to bet on teams in the middle of a two, three, four game losing streak. But I think sometimes it's a good opportunity tonight. Of course, we're seeing that with the Calgary Flames team against a really poor Arizona team. Um, I feel like sometimes you just find these spots where you're playing a really good team against a bad team off a loss. And I feel like that's where we can really capitalize on in the NHL. I just want to follow up on home ice because in some other sports like NFL, it's not a home field advantage isn't a big deal. It's not worth as much as it used to be. Is that not the case in the NHL? Is it, is it a big advantage for some teams? I would say it's different for each team, uh, especially in the playoffs. Like the Carolina Hurricanes, I don't think you will ever catch me in my life betting against them when they're at home. But, uh, you know, most of the time, actually, I think I would just say it's the comfort of being at home and, and not being on the road type of thing. More so just about the, the fans cheering and things like that, if that makes any sense. The home ice advantage for me is not having a, a West Coast team played in Toronto, Ottawa, New York, New Jersey, and then going to play Montreal in an afternoon game. That, to me, is the home ice advantage that I look towards. And I think especially you see a lot of movement with the odds on that kind of stuff, and I try and beat that movement, get the numbers early, get that bet locked in. But for anybody out there new to betting on hockey, there, a lot of people are very surprised when they see these big upsets, but then you find out these situations were there and it kind of makes more sense when you look at things that way. But uh, that's why I love the NHL because anything can really happen. Andrew, real quick, we got about like a minute or so left. Uh, I'm just looking at the futures market, the Rocket Richard trophy. McDavid is the favorite at minus 145 right now on BetMGM. Any value on Pasternak though behind him, or do you think that McDavid's going to win it? I'd love to be able to say there's some value uh, behind him right now, but he is a man on a mission, and he seems like the way that he's taken right now, he's pretty much taken that shoot-first mentality this season, proving to people he's not just a playmaker, not just a fast skater. He is a guy that can score goals and do it all. So uh, not much value there. I will say this, even though this one is the favorite, my favorite player award prop right now, the future to bet in on, I got it at minus 150 a couple weeks ago. It's now like minus 200. But Linus Allmark will win the Vesna Trophy this year. Connor Hellebuck won't win it. Jake Ottinger won't win it. Shesterkin's not going to win it. I think that you take a look at Allmark on the best team in the Bruins. We talked about him. He will win the Vesna Trophy. Love it. Are you telling us to unload on a minus 200? <laughs> hey, it was minus 150 last week, a couple weeks ago. So it's going to be minus 250 next week. 
<laughs> I'm just messing with you. Thank you so much. Check out Andrew McKinnis on Wager Talk. That was fantastic. We need to do more hockey on this show. I'm getting excited for the playoffs and the trade deadline just around the corner. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner broke up. Do we need to bet the Suns right now? We go off the board next.